Welcome to another episode of Singled In, a gathering place for singled members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in their 30s and 40s, also known as mid-singles. I'm Oliver. And I'm Lindsay. And today we're joined by our friend Brittany Denos. And we're going to be, we, we roped Brittany in. Yeah, we roped Brittany into this topic with us <laughs> because we realized we were like woefully unprepared or uneducated on the topic, actually. So Brittany was kind enough to join us. But we're going to be talking about mid-singles in the media, basically representation of singles in their 30s and 40s as they're portrayed in TV shows, movies, books, anything we can think of Mm -hmm. and what that looks like and kind of what the ideal representation would be. So yeah, before we dive in the topic, let's hear a little bit about Brittany. Do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Welcome, Brittany. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. I'm horrible at introducing myself. (laughs) I have been divorced about 16 months. I have been started this process in May of 2020, so it's been a long one, Um, and started coming to the Singles Ward last May. I have four kids, 17 down to nine, and I uh, work in the construction industry and finance. Nice. And you're from California? Yes, I'm from Southern California. Was there until I moved here in 2008. Okay. All right. And how are you liking the mid-singles ward so far? Uh, it's probably the best thing for me, hands down. <laughs> yeah. That's probably helped the most through all of this process, because people. Yeah. <laughs> you need people. You need that connection, okay. people, yeah. So just like finding those friends, that support group. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. What's the most challenging part of being a parent right now? Teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a teenagers that drive. Okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, sounds terrifying. <laughs> I won't call a child out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing their best. Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad there's been like a fun friend group happening, I feel like, with a lot of our mid-singles ward friends. So yeah, Brittany is a big part of that for sure, which is awesome. So our get to know you question today is related to this, is related to media. We are just going to talk about what show we're loving right now. We all watch a little TV. I love TV. It's one of my favorite things in the world, honestly. Mm. (laughs) Just a good show. Nothing brings me quite as much joy. Um, besides, like, maybe my family and God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your favorite shows right now? So this is, this, is, this is an oldie but a goodie. But I usually love watching or re-watching sitcoms. Uh-huh. Right now I'm re-watching The Nanny. Okay. Which I think is perfect for this episode because Fran, fine, The Nanny, she struggles with admitting that she's, you know, a 30-year-old woman and she's still unmarried. Okay. And so she's constantly denying, like, how old she is. And her mom, she comes from a very Jewish background. And so her mom is always like, when are you going to get married and give me grandchildren? Okay, yeah. And so that that kind of humor, like, you know, makes me laugh. But, yeah, that's the show that I'm currently re-watching at the moment. Okay. Is that the show you were telling me about where she talks, like, in a funny voice the whole time? Yeah. Like, kind of yep. nasally or yep. something? But then, like, something happens where she talks in a normal voice? In one episode, she 
goes to a sushi restaurant with another character and she doesn't know what wasabi is and so she asks oh what's this greek stuff and she and the other character says oh this is wasabi it's like spicy mustard it gives it a little kick and so (laughs) fran is like oh i love mustard so she puts like a dollop of wasabi (laughs) on her sushi and she eats it and she like collapses on the floor and like she can see her like wriggling and like writhing on the floor and she like gets back up and her voice has completely changed because it's cleared out her sinuses (laughs) and it lasts for like five seconds and then she goes back to speaking in her nasally voice and it's just it's one of those like iconic scenes that's amazing i love that that's great (laughs) (laughs) what about you Brittany? do you have one i just finished binging the last season from i totally just blanked um <laughs> what is it? Game of Thrones? What came no. out recently? <laughs> no, it was old. I watched all the seasons and I just realized that there was another season on Netflix. Um This is why I don't do stuff like this. Yeah. Who, who are the characters? I just thought of another show though. Um Oh you just thought of one perfect. It's like in Canada and it's Virgin River? Um no. no Gina know. and George? No, it's Oh, the veterinarian, the horse girl. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I this is part of my story. Also, is <laughs> <laughs> through all the things I've been through, I have major, major memory issues. Mm. Okay, but that's Heartland. common. There we go. Oh, okay, okay, heard of it. So I just finished binging. I didn't realize another season had come out. So does that one have mid singles representation? Definitely. Like, the older sister goes through divorce, but she is older when she gets married, and she was in a career in New York, came home to her mom had passed away and lost her job because she had come home, and um, then her younger sister growing up. I mean, I think there's 14 seasons, so it, it covered a lot of time. Yeah, I think that one actually is really good. Okay. Takes a teenager, actually, like... Deciding what she wants to do and and becoming and doing something with it. I love that. Ends up losing her husband at a very young age. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. The one I have also has some mid-single representation. It's Abbott Elementary on Hulu. Oh, yes. Everyone's talking about Abbott. yeah. Yeah, I really like it. It started out a little bit slower. Not that slow. It has that same feel as The Office, like where they're talking to the camera a little bit. Mm hmm um but their teacher is at an elementary school in like uh urban philadelphia and i would say the main characters are probably still in their 20s actually but some of them are single and then it's just these teachers like the whole show is about the teachers and it goes up you know to people in their 50s or what and some whatnot and some are single some are not but it's about their work life basically not a lot of teaching happening in the show as my <laughs> sister-in-law pointed out who's a teacher but it's really, uh, the characters are really fun. My, one of my favorites plays Chessie in The Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan version. You remember Chessie? Yes. The housekeeper? She's, she's in Abbott She's Elementary. in the show, and she's oh. wonderful in it. Yeah, so, <laughs> anyway. And it's still, I think they're in season two, and I feel like they're just catching their stride a little bit, so I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, a classic. I, yeah I know yeah. it's fairly new, yeah. Yeah, so that's been my latest favorite. So, yeah, should we dive into the shows? Let's do it. Let's talk about some of the low-hanging fruit. The reason I maybe even thought about this, why are we laughing? (laughs) (laughs) Like low-hanging fruit as in... Like the obvious ones, I guess. Oh, gotcha. So, (laughs) the reason I thought of this is because I've been watching Seinfeld, and I was like, 
the guys in Seinfeld are like classic stereotypes of guys in the mid singles ward in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like you have Kramer, who's just weird, yeah. right? He's, like he's weird you got the weird guys, and crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like likable for sure. And then you have George, who's like definitely like a Debbie Downer, kind of desperate with women in not a good way. Yeah. And then you have Seinfeld, who's just kind of like uh, he's a he's a committophobe. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't have a better word for it, so I was like, he's yeah. kind of like an f boy, you know, oh, yeah. like oh, a, yeah. Or, yeah. A com- or modern day f boy. Yeah, yes. so he's, he's the charmer slash committophobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are like very common. I mean, not to put people in boxes or whatever, because people are complicated. But you see a little bit of this mm. in the mid singles ward in these types of guys. Yeah. So yeah, but I love Seinfeld because it's not all focused on their dating lives. Like there's definitely plenty about dating there and. Honestly, they're not in like long-term relationships. I haven't finished it. You can tell me, Oliver. Oh yeah. Like, it's... do they get in, they get into relationships eventually? Eventually, yeah. When uh, for years I refused to watch Seinfeld because whenever I would see clips of Seinfeld or if I saw like reruns of these episodes, I just remember thinking, man, all of these characters are terrible individuals. They are terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started watching it, and then yes, they are terrible people, but they also run into terrible people who uh-huh. are like more terrible than they are, which adds to the humor. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's just such a funny show. It really is. And I really got a kick out of it. But yeah, like just the situations that they end up in, it's either because of them that they end up in that situation, or it's because of like a, of a crazy person that they met along the way yeah it's just all these nutty scenarios and it just changes from episode to episode there's no running storyline at all oh yeah Yeah. and they're they're super small and simple but they like snowball and it's it the antics you know gets me every time yeah no it's funny antics and and they are definitely getting in their own way a lot Mm -hmm. you see that yeah which is something we probably do too (laughs) so yes yeah i've definitely been relating to that one and it's kind of fun they're living in new york city and Mm -hmm. that just seems like a fun single life in a way you see a lot of shows yeah. About singles set in New York City, but yeah. yeah. One thing I will say about Seinfeld that cracks me up is that, you know how people talk about, oh, you're you're being too picky. Like, you, you need to, like, settle down. Like, look over their flaws. Well, in Seinfeld, a lot of the episodes are based around them, like, dating someone or meeting someone. And then, oh, I went on a date with this girl, but she has man hands. Or, <laughs> oh, I met this guy, but... He wants to be. He wants me to call him by his nickname and not by his name. And so they're like little nuances yeah. that they just can't get over. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just that that part just you know it really, it, it it's it, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> it's a little too close to home. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because it's something little. It's a little tiny like detail or like or uh, but yeah, but you just the you whole get, episode they can't get over it. You get fixated on it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these shows we're going to talk about have this core friend group that are like at each other's houses 24-7, which in some ways I'm like, that's not realistic. Like we're all pretty independent, but like, actually we have like some pretty fun like (laughs) friend groups going on that are like that a little bit, which is kind of beautiful. Yeah. I think that's why people like these shows. It's because it's like, oh my gosh, they like really watch out for each other and uh, know each other really well and mm-hmm. have this great support system. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Think about, we'll talk about some other shows, but yeah, it was kind of interesting <laughs> Yeah, for sure. We talked about this earlier because we were trying to think of other, we are trying to think of shows that portray mid-singles, the singles who are in the 30s and 40s. And a lot of these shows that we, that we brainstormed, the one main thing in, that they all have in common is that usually it's the singles 
who are in their 30s and 40s, they're usually the characters that is, like, the comic relief. Or they're the ones that, like, their life is in disarray. Like, they're the character that's a hot mess. Yeah, so, like, what would be a good example of that? Like, are you thinking Seinfeld or Yeah, others? Seinfeld for sure. Yeah. Oh, what, what, what are some other ones that we came up with? I mean, one I thought of immediately was Bridget Jones' Diary. So she's, like, maybe 32. She actually has her life together. She has, like, a good job with a publishing company. Mm-hmm. But, like, her parents and others in her life are constantly giving her flack about, like, being too old or being too fat or, like... I mean, this was, like, made in the 90s. When it was, like... Those, like, tropes were more acceptable. Yeah. But, like, honestly, she's, like got it together pretty well she's kind of like hung up on her boss who she's in love with you know and some things like that yeah but like she, she's honestly doing like pretty well and so it's just kind of interesting that this 32 year old woman who's which is like very young and is not fat like is just seen as kind of like this loser when she's actually like doing pretty well so yeah. that's interesting to me well Brittany, you mentioned um gilmore girls and the one friend I haven't uh, seen it yet, so... Oh, yeah. Suki? Suki. Yes. Okay. I feel like Suki was a little better than Lorelai. I think Lorelai was a little bit more of the hot mess, but... <laughs> yeah. They uh, kind of both are a mess, but I think that's the reality. I mean, that's my reality, is life is messy. It is mm-hmm. never neat. Yeah. <laughs> neat would be fake. Um, where I'm at in my life, I do not do fake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the more real the better in in like TV or media. So is I it agree. is it refreshing to see a character like that then in in a TV show? Is it relatable? To an extent, yeah, mm. I think. Obviously they're way overdramatized for where they are, but like I look at my own life and in talking to friends have had people say to me, wow, you couldn't even write that. So <laughs> uh, maybe I have a really good life for a TV show or, you know, That's just life. it just yeah. is life. I don't know. Yeah. I actually love the Gilmore Girls came up because I often, not that I've seen it, all of Gilmore Girls, but I would like relate with Rory a lot, who's the mm-hmm. daughter. But like, I am not a teenager anymore. Like I'm Lorelai's age. And so like the mother... And, yeah, so that's really interesting. And she's balancing, like, motherhood, dating. So that's, like, yeah, a great representation of, like, people our age and what they're doing. Where we are now, we're having to take, we relate to the teenager to, oh, wait, we're the age of the mom or the older character. And Uh and that's different. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. There's that meme on the internet, and I've seen it a couple of times, where it's, uh, the meme says something like, you know you're an adult when you no longer relate to, like, the Disney princess. So I think it's like, you no longer, Uh... you you no longer relate to Ariel, you relate to her father, who's like, calm down, you're 16 years old, you don't love him, you barely know the guy. Yeah. That's how you know that, like, you're an adult, (laughs) is when you relate more to the parents than with the, with the princesses. That's so interesting. I've never heard that. It's <laughs> my life. Yeah. <laughs> you are not in love. Just wait. Oh, yeah. Is that how you're seeing teenagers act uh, a little bit? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Where everything's really extreme. Yeah. So I'm going to bring up the TV show Friends. Okay, yeah. So I think in Friends, I think they're all in their 20s. 
Yeah, because, I think they move into their 30s throughout yes, the show. Yes, yeah. because there is that one episode where Rachel Green turns 30 and she doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that she's 30. Uh-huh. And then, like, of course, Joey, who's, like, the flirtatious one, at, at his 30th, he, like, curses God because he's like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> which is Which is hilarious because, you know, like acting like that when you're 30 years old and when, when you're past like okay like everything's fine like life isn't bad because i'm past 30 <laughs> yeah but then talking about going back to seinfeld i always thought when i watched it i always remember thinking man these guys are like adults but they're more they're more our age now yeah so that's like more our i know we relate more to seinfeld than we do with the characters on friends yeah that's interesting how that changes so much because now 30 just seems like, oh, so young. Just you wait and see. <laughs> it gets better, you know? <laughs> we So we have a mutual friend. And he brought up... So we were talking about mid-singles and how they're portrayed in the media. We talked about Friends already. Another show that got brought up was How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. And how those two are kind of similar because you have, you have the couples. You have, like, the dream couple. Which I guess in Friends was Monica and Chandler. And then How I Met Your Mother, it was Lily and Marshall. And they're like the perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, couple. And then you have Joey Tribbiani, who's in Friends. And he's like the Italian flirt who like sleeps with everyone. Oh. And then How I Met Your Mother, it's Barney, who's the single... Yeah. Um, Over the charmer, top. Yeah. yeah. Who, who sleeps with everyone. Yeah. And so that's also another representation of like mid-singles. Uh-huh. You're either... You could be... The charmer who gets around. Uh-huh. And there's, then there's Ted Mosby, who's in uh-huh. How I Met Your Mother. And yeah. his whole episode, he's just obsessed with being in love. He wants to mm-hmm. be with someone, but he always yeah. chooses the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah, those are definitely all, like, types mm-hmm. that we see. There's, like, the untouchable couple, like, oh, they just got really lucky. Good for them. It's kind of disgusts me. You know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where it's, like, obviously life's more complicated than that. Yeah. I was going to say earlier when you're talking about relating to the mess, like, I mean, I think, like, in shows they'll portray these people that are, like, a little bit messy or get in their own way or whatever because it's entertaining to watch. Like, it makes for good TV. But I also, as I get older, do appreciate, like, when the stories that don't always have, like, a clean ending, which I used to, like, really need that, like, for things to wrap up nicely. And now, like, I appreciate that ambiguity because I'm like, oh, life's like that. Like, I watched some movie, random movie recently where a couple was going to a wedding together, but they had just broken up and they were just trying to, like, navigate it without telling their friends and family. And they don't, like, get back together at the end. They stay broken up, but, like, with a little bit more, like, clarity and ability to move forward. And I was like, I love that, actually. (laughs) That that feels very relatable and Mm. gives me, like, just, like, some hope it's going to be okay. Brittany, you mentioned The Bachelor earlier. And that, <laughs> and that also brings up a bunch of like other reality shows where so many, yes. yeah. I think that was one of our other friends that brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna put you on the spot now. So, um, so let me think about that one real quick. No, but it is true. I feel like some of them give our age group bracket horrible representation, um, desperate. I wouldn't say necessarily marriage hungry, but relationship hungry. Yeah. Um, we'll do anything to be with someone. Yeah. To drastic ends, which is just ugly and gross. Like, I wish <laughs> we would all learn better than that, but yeah, that would be the perfect world. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's like these 
insane shows like Married at First Sight or Love is Blind, where people are doing kind of ridiculous things. They're saying out of desperation. I think it's more out of, like, wanting the fame or whatever. But, yeah. like, I mean, there's a lot of people that are like, well, I've tried all the traditional ways of dating and they haven't worked, so why not try this? Yeah. And you're kind of like, no, you just... Like, right. <laughs> just keep working on it. Get some help, you know. So you mean to tell me you've tried all the, all the traditional ways of dating and you're 25? <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The only way you can find love is getting on a reality TV show? No, there is a bit of that for sure where you're like, okay, you're still pretty young. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, there's plenty of people in their 30s too. I think of the classic example on The Bachelorette of Claire. She was a bachelorette and she was 39. And they made a huge deal out of her age, you know. Most of her suitors were, like, a little bit younger than her. She was portrayed as, like, a little bit crazy, which, I mean, I think, like, her acting lent to that a little bit. I think she's probably, like, a pretty great normal person, mm-hmm. is doing well now. But she picked a guy to, like, end the show with within, like, a few episodes. Like, she didn't... She just, like, zoned in on one guy at the very beginning, said, that's my guy. And left the show with him and they didn't work out Mm. but i thought that was interesting that this bachelorette who's like a bit older than others that they've had is kind of taking this like extreme measure Mm -hmm. for whatever reason maybe it's just like how the producers decided to like i think that do it yeah does though happen a lot around us is yeah you fixate on one person and oh okay this person asked me out so this is the person rather than like okay Flattered, thank you. Yeah. Who are you? What are you about? Uh-huh. Instead, okay, hurry up. When are we going to get married? Uh-huh. I was at a end of a class having a conversation with someone in the ward, and much to my, like, dismay and cringing, you know, he, I just, I just want to meet a marriage-hungry girl. And, yeah, I'm like, well, you will never probably have a relationship that works out. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I actually did say that, I think. <laughs> I am really. <laughs> My filter has been last in the last two and a half years. So. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. It's the real talk. <laughs> I think that happens as you, as you get older, though, because the older you get, the more you realize, listen, my time is precious. <laughs> I am going to, like, I'm not going to, like, waste my time. So, like, I think as you get older, that filter does, like you said, it does kind of go away. Like, you you tend to lose the filter. Yeah. I don't relate to that, but I've seen people do it where Mm. they're like, I've dated enough to know what I want and don't want. And they're kind of, like, down to business. Which, honestly, I've not always seen work out for people. Like, first impressions are not always, like, the only information you need to go off of. So I think for me, like, it's worked in the opposite way for me, whereas I'm like, wow, I've really built up, like, all these interests, this personality, and it's going to be really hard to meld my life with somebody else as great as they are. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that that's kind of the opposite thing. But you do see those, like, quick people just being like, okay, this is what I've been waiting for. And I don't know why people, like, latch on to that idea of, yeah, of that. I mean, I get it when you haven't had it. Yes. It is very easy to overlook all the red flags oh well, that's no big deal and obviously I have a much different perspective after yeah I mean by the time my divorce was finalized I had been married almost I hit, it would have been 16 years oh wow um, yeah so Long you know <laughs> I have a lot of years to realize yeah what you're overlooking right now is going to amplify into 
huge problems down the mm. road. Address it now or walk away. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, that's a really good perspective. I think a lot of that could be driven by just lack of experience in dating, like knowing what you need, what conversations need to be had and what things you I need. I will be the first to admit yeah. I was the classic, oh, I need to get married and have kids and be yeah. sealed in the temple and, oh, I, oh, I just, to that girl, I'm like, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were so wrong. Yeah. But you learned what you needed to learn. <laughs> I'm sure it was very oh, painful. Yeah. But you're saying, yeah. like, with the experience of dating, you learn what you want. I'm at the point uh-huh. where it has been 18 years, really, uh-huh. since I dated. I have no idea. And I'm willing to admit that and just throw that out the window. And I think mm-hmm. you see a lot of that themes, especially with the shows that come following after divorce. They're single. How do they navigate life? Yeah. You have no idea who you are anymore, especially after a marriage that long. Uh-huh. You're completely enmeshed with someone. You don't have your own identity anymore. Uh-huh. And you have to learn who you are. And that's what Singles Word has done for me. Yeah. It's like a rebirth. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of beautiful because you have this like blank slate and you're like, okay, what does work for me? And in terms of people, you're not going in with, like, this list that may or may not matter. Like, you know, he needs to have this, this, and this, and this. You're just like, okay, I'm open to some good people. Like, let, let's let let people show me who they are, you know? Well, just even friends. The, yeah. the group of people that I am close with would have never been, if you asked me, who are your friends? Right. Like, pick them out of the crowd. Oh, that per-. Like, no. Yeah. You have to throw it out the window and be willing to be open and... I am quick to judge, but I am quick to say that and realize and give another chance. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Growth. So is there or are there representations of that in the media of like you're you're in a lasting relationship and then it ends abruptly and then you have to try to reestablish your life or figure out who you are? Uh, Sweet Magnolias was a big one for me. It I haven't a, seen that one. It was a Netflix show. It came out kind of with my divorce. So no. it was very much like um, she had also been cheated on and a messy ending and kids. And she ends up dating her oldest son's baseball coach. Uh. Not saying I'm doing any of that. Because <laughs> 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 we're currently not playing sports. So I'm not putting that out there. Um... But, you know, it just is how to navigate all of that and really learning who you are and what you want. And she ends up, she's dating someone significantly younger and it's identity. Like, yeah, how do I feel about this? What do I do? Yeah. So, yeah. What have been some of your bigger lessons, either from shows like that or just through navigating this process yourself in terms of, like, developing that identity for yourself? Like, what do you find has worked for you? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm sure it's very much a work in progress. <laughs> yes, uh, it, it still is. Um, I feel like my friend group that I have being open to going and do stuff. I mean, just little things like I didn't like fish. I have gone to sushi multiple times. I don't eat the uncooked stuff. But people who knew me prior, there's so many things I do now that would have said he doesn't do that mm-hmm. so um being very open and to new experiences and 
within reason, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, and, and trying to figure out what I actually do and don't like. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So so this new life has given you a chance to like branch out and try new things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. The, the girl who got married at what, I don't know why I can't remember how old I was, but 18, 19. (laughs) Had no idea who she was. She didn't try new things. She just wanted to move on in life. And I missed out on what now I tell my girls. Go do it. Have a life. Figure it out. Learn what you love. Because Mm. I don't want them to live that life. It was not. Yeah. I mean, there were good points, but overall. For sure. Mm. So you talking about your experience reminded me of a show that I just watched recently. It's called Uncoupled. Okay, I was just going to bring that one up. Have you seen that? I've seen a few episodes, yeah. yeah. So basically it's uh, it's this gay couple with Neil Patrick Harris, and I forget who his partner is in, in the TV show. But basically like they were together for years, and then on his partner's birthday, Neil Patrick Harris's partner is like, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. And so he has to, like, learn how to date again. Because when he met his partner, online dating wasn't a thing. And so he has, he has to learn, like, what <laughs> online dating is. And, like, how do, you, head, yes. <laughs> how do you navigate <laughs> online dating, like, as a 40-year-old? And he, like, goes on all these dates. And he's, like, hanging out with his friends. And he's, like, learning. He's trying to figure out who he is as himself and not who he was when he was a couple. Yeah. And I, yeah, but so that totally reminded me of, of, of your situation, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I don't know but, adulthood yeah. not as a couple. Yeah. yeah. That's big. Which seems so weird, but it's completely true. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah, I think that's profound for and sure. And I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen that show called Younger? Yes, a little is, bit. Is that it. is that a similar the the situation similar, right? Like, does yeah, she I have a divorce? Yeah, I think he had or... an affair, and they went through a divorce. I think they had one kid. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, I definitely find myself in that position yeah. of her. I'm not pretending like I'm twenty years younger than I am, yeah. but um, definitely <laughs> like I was a stay at home mom. I I did work, but they were menial jobs. Nothing that would bring any significant income for me. Um, they were jobs that allowed me to be flexible with my kids and go to school things and all that. So yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm at that same point is like, well, what now? Like, yeah. how do I, I think she had a degree so she could, that's why she took it in because as her age, she wasn't getting hired. Yeah. So so, yeah. Yeah. So that whole premise is, oh, no one's going to hire you because you are a 40-year-old woman. And so she had to lie about her age to get the job that she wanted. And so that's kind of like, you know, shun the mid-singles because we want someone who's fresh and young and, you know, new and vibrant. Yeah. I wonder how many women that happens for, even if they just, like, take some years off raising children and then go back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm competing with these 20-year-olds for, like, maybe entry-level positions or something. I could see that being an issue for a lot of people and resonating with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I From what I remember from that show, she's, like, really successful with her, like, pretending to be younger. Yeah. And I wonder if that's just because you are, like, able to be more successful when you're younger or... Because she had that kind of inner confidence or whatnot, like, because she was pretending 
to be something she wasn't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the show, so <laughs> you can tell us, Brittany. I was gonna say, I'm like, did she really have confidence in what yeah. she was doing? I'm not sure. Okay, it was up and down. One. Yeah, <laughs> more realistic. Well, and I think that's why she had to pretend she was younger because mm-hmm. there wasn't the confidence to be that age and to admit, I'm starting over. And I know yeah. I felt that like going back in to well into the workforce uh-huh. like full-time office I want to be in a career not yeah. just an entry-level position and uh-huh. I think that's very much the same that that show was yeah I love that I was thinking of another show I really love it's a little bit obscure it's called girls five Eva uh, I've, I've heard <laughs> of it but I haven't seen so it. it's like on peacock or something random but it has a lot of people I love on it so it has Sarah Bareilles, Busy Phillips, Renee Elise Goldsberry, who's on Hamilton, and some others. Basically, it's a washed-up girls group, so they were, like, famous when they were in their late teens or whatever. And then they all go on with their lives, and then they're all in their 40s now, like, early 40s probably. And they decide for some reason to get back together. I think because some rapper, like, sampled their music or something, and mm. they showed up on Jimmy Fallon or something, and decided like hey we want to do this and none of their lives are going like super great since they're like stardom <laughs> when, when they were younger anyway I really like that one I, I mean I'm not quite 40 but I'm close to that and I like like one of them's married one or two are divorced you know one or two single and just kind of like trying to figure out your life at that age and and staying relevant too I think there's some really good messages in there <laughs> I really like the show it's a lot of fun one of the women is gay too, so in divorce, so there's that representation as well, or maybe oh, not divorced, gotcha. but broken up with her partner. Yeah, so that's one I that I really enjoyed and was like relating to a little bit. Again, it's just like the aging thing and trying to like still be taken seriously by the world, which is crazy that at forty <laughs> we're dealing with that already, especially as women, when like looks are a big part of perceived value to the world, which is pretty silly. But yeah, I mean, you even look at like. Just, like, celebrities, like, Taylor Swift has talked about this in one of her documentaries, how she is worried about, like, becoming too old or becoming irrelevant because of her age. She's, like, barely 30, maybe, you know? Oh, gosh. But you see, like, these women, I guess there's a ton of fabulous female, like, singers out there and such who are still doing well, but I think it's, like, quite the struggle, quite the battle to, like, keep that relevancy and not be discarded because you're getting older. Whereas I don't know if men have to deal with that quite as much in the same way with the aging piece, at least. With yeah, in that field, I think so. Like, yeah, see, yeah, as a celebrity. Yeah, and I mean Taylor Swift started out as a teen, right? They have a hard time transitioning out of that. Yeah, and being seen as something different, something more mature. Yeah, I mean some do it really well, but I know they work hard, hard, hard. Like you think of like Jennifer Lopez, who's like in fifties now still like killing it but I know she's like you know really working hard for that kind of like yeah success yeah I thought of another show it's called the other two okay and it's about these three siblings two of them are mid-singles and their youngest sibling he's like a teenager and he becomes like a pop star he's like a teenage pop star and because he's so young and he becomes like the celebrity like real quick real fast his two older like siblings who are trying to like make a name for themselves and they just don't have any luck they decide to like okay if we can't be famous we're going to help our little brother like become famous 
And so, like, one becomes a manager, one becomes, like, his assistant, and they're the older siblings to their younger sibling. That was also a, an example of, like, mid-singles trying to, like, just, like, another, like, representation of what, what mid-singles are like in, in modern day. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's just funny just to see, like, how these two are trying so hard to, like, get out of their little brother's shadow because he's the, uh-huh. he's the celebrity in the family. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a really interesting dynamic yeah. for sure. Yeah, I was thinking about how it's more common to be single in your 30s these days, maybe even 40s. Uh, people are getting married later, and so are we going to see more representations in the media? Yeah. So here's a question for, for you ladies. Yeah. Was there a show or a movie or like a character in a book that you guys were super impressed with that was like a good representation of like of a, of a woman in her, in her mid single dumb and she was like killing it or she was like being successful being like a single individual honestly i meant to do a little more research before this but i was thinking of a historical figure elizabeth the first queen elizabeth the first okay she was single throughout her life accomplished a ton i would love to read up more on her i don't have a lot to say about her right now other than that she seems like obviously was very effective at the work she did and Probably put up with a lot as, like, a woman in her position, but was, yeah, did some amazing things for the world. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I will say we have a few good ones in the church. We put out this query to some of our social media followers, like, representations of mid-singles in the media. Mm. Someone brought up Sharon Eubank, uh, who was in the really steady general presidency. Not currently, but previously. She oversaw, like, LDS charities or one of the humanitarian arms of the church. She was really cool, and she was a single woman. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of people benefited from examples like that in the church. The one that I think of is Sherry Do. Is that Sherry Do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, we have some of these in the church, mm-hmm. even. And then for years, it was President Nelson's wife mm-hmm. until she got remarried. Yeah, I'm guessing she's had a big impact on the prophet and how he thinks about things, and... I, I see that impact in some of the things that come out from him, uh, just policies or how he, how he's like looking at different things, how different things are done within the church. So I see that influence. And I'm really grateful for it. Like I'm grateful that she is in that position to like talk about those issues. You know what I mean? She was single till she was in her sixties. Yeah. So obviously she has a lot of insights into what's going on with uh, women in the church and single women. When we were talking about this before, a friend brought up the question, like, what would be your ideal representation of singles in the media or mid-singles? Mm-hmm. Like, older single, older is not the right word. I like the word mid-singles because yeah. that's what we are. <laughs> so, I always, like, I just keep thinking about Full House and because there's Uncle Joey. He uh-huh. was the single. Jesse. Uh, well, this, Joey and Jesse. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't but actually the, know the Flux. one. Yeah, yeah, the one who was single and he was the goofball and everyone. He was like a comedian. He yeah, uh-huh. was that Joey? Joey was. Yeah, didn't yeah. he do the puppets? The yes, voices yeah. And all that? But he was. I don't think he ever got married in that show, right? No, and even in Fuller House. I yeah. Wait, did he have kids? I think. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but but he was yeah. like the funny, fun uncle in, uh-huh. in that TV show, and he was a mid single. Yeah. And then I think about Eric from Boy Meets World, uh-huh. where he, I think he does end up with someone, but he's like the goofball. He's like the single, you know, dunce goofball in that TV show. Uh-huh. And so I, I feel like single men in media are usually 
portrayed as like, oh, you're the goofball. Oh, you're the mm. you're the comic relief. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily like serious men who like you know have a career and you know they're they're in a stable relationship with someone. They're usually like the comic relief in the, in the mm. series. Well, and Uncle Jesse was single for a, a lot of it too. Yeah, and then and but he, he was got, the bad boy. Yeah, like mm. he was the charmer. He was the flirt. Yeah, yeah, but he ended up being getting yeah. married to someone. Yeah. Yeah, and I did look it up. Joey did get married in Fuller House. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, good. So, yeah, I mean that's another common like stereotype we see that we didn't talk about the single who sleeps around a lot. I guess we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we didn't bring up Sex in the City because actually none of us have seen it. But I think <laughs> I mean these are women in their thirties, uh, successful in their careers, and some want relationships. Others are like pretty content with how they are, as far as I understand. Yeah. But I think definitely, like, the sleeping around is a big thing. Yeah. And, like, yeah, that's just an interesting one to me. Like, oh, you're just single because you want to, you want lots of options or whatever, which may not be the case. Maybe just be, like, a way of coping with singleness. I don't know. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, for mid-singles within the church, you're really not going to see a lot of representation in that way. Because uh-huh. if you are following the standards of the church, you're not out there sleeping around. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're definitely not going to be pulling a lot from uh-huh. Yeah. Or are we doing our own version of sleeping around, like, leading a lot of people on or <laughs> making out with a lot of people? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what, hopefully what's not. The, but... what's, the, what's, the, what's the acronym NICMO? The NICMOs, yeah. yeah the, <laughs> the non-committal makeouts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. our version of sleeping around. There could be a few of those, for sure. Or the ones that are just, yeah, a little bit more cavalier with, like, their affections without being, like, mm-hmm. meaning to. I see that a little bit. I don't want to, yeah, again, I don't want to put anyone into, like, a stereotype. Yeah. Because everyone's complicated and has their stuff they're working through, so. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Well, to, to go back to your question, Lindsay, about, like, a proper representation of yeah. a, of a mid-single... There's this show called Bones that I love. Like, I absolutely love that show. However, it is a bit problematic because the main character, uh, Brennan... I I forget her last name. No, her name's Temperance Brennan, but they call her Brennan. But anyway, or or her nickname is Bones. She is, you know, a single woman into a single, like, mid-single woman. Uh Uh-huh. And she, like, does a lot of good. Like, she helps these, like, people who have been missing and, you know, are grieving. And she, like, really does make a difference in the world. However, she's very, like, aloof, and she's not in touch with her feelings. She's very analytical. Mm. And so she's not, like, a touchy-feely person. Like, she she could easily offend you mm-hmm. rather than, like, give you a compliment because she's very analytical. Okay. And then her male counterpart is Celie Booth, and he's, like, an FBI agent, divorced, uh, single dad, has, has, a, has a kid, and he has, like, a successful career. But he's very, he's always on edge. Like, he gets upset easily, probably because of his job description. And he's kind of, like, prickly. But him and Bones have this nuanced relationship, and it works. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, but they're both, like, you know, super successful mid-singles in uh-huh. this TV show. Yeah. But they each have their own, you know, nuances. or They, they each have, like, something that doesn't make them uh-huh. relatable. Yeah, relatable. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I mean, my first reaction to that question of, like, what would ideal representation look like is people who have their lives together. Yeah. Which, like, is true, because, I mean, obviously, we we see a lot of mid-singles in our own lives, in real life, who do have their lives together. But at the same time, like, I do want to see that relatableness, like, that humanness, like, 
sometimes we are just messy. That's just, like, the nature of life. Sometimes, like, we have a lot we're dealing with. Uh, sometimes we don't always, like, react to situations the way we should, but we're, like, learning. And so maybe it's just, like, seeing someone who has that growth, mm-hmm. I guess. That's a big one, and that's something we want for our own lives. <laughs> Any other thoughts on that, Brittany? Um, I know you were talking about with Bones how she's prickly and, you know, and then he's on edge. I think that happens as you're single longer, you get more set in your ways. Yes. It's harder for someone to get in uh-huh. as much. Yeah, to get past those barriers mm-hmm. that you put up. Yeah, because, you know, you go on, you get hurt, you put up the walls, and mm-hmm. eventually, if when it's been so long, you're just walls. Yeah, yeah, and that's hard to overcome sometimes. You need a lot of help, and you need someone who's going to give you a lot of grace. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love this. I love that we've been able to like dissect some of these shows and get some good takeaways. Any final thoughts, Oliver? About mid-singles and being represented by the media? Yeah. Uh, no, I was, I was just thinking, like, I think it would be refreshing to see a relatable mid-single. But like Brittany said, we're all members of the church, and there isn't necessarily... <laughs> yeah there isn't necessarily a relatable church member that we could look like we could like look up to or relate with in media that's, so, so that, yeah. that's, a, that's a tall order yeah i think any of them that end up in media end up not a part of the church exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean i'm trying to think if there's any mid-singles in the church who are active uh one thought i had was Lindsay sterling i don't know if she's active in the church I think oh yeah the violinist potentially yeah. is yeah um, well, or but, how about Gentry? Oh, yeah, those singers. Yeah, yeah which they kind of do, again. I think they're married, but... E- oh, yeah, they're married. Yeah. yeah, they are. You're right, you're right. But yeah, Lindsay would be a good one, actually. But, yeah, that's interesting, too, is that media just doesn't have a lot of those representations of, like, religious people. Um, that's kind of, like, a little bit more looked down on, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to see more representations of that, just, like those who are navigating a lot of like morals values just like some spirituality things like that would be really cool to see Mm -hmm. so there's the movie that came out i think early 2000s or late 90s the singles ward i'm wondering (laughs) what a movie called the mid singles ward would look like (laughs) i don't know if i've said this already and but i'm gonna say it again anyway when that movie first came out and I saw it, I was like a teenager, and so like I couldn't relate, and I thought it was such a stupid movie until I became a single in uh-huh. the singles ward, and I watched that movie again, and it was totally relatable. Yeah. I think something that could be fun for a movie like that is where the main character maybe is divorced and having to reinvent themselves, and also be very shocked about like the state of singles. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens. That could be really fun. That's what happens in the single. Oh, that's where right? he is divorced. Yeah. Like <laughs> he divorces his wife and she ends up leaving the church. And yeah. And he has to like go back to the singles. Board. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I think a movie like that would be fun with maybe some stereotypes, like an awkward fast and testimony meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely like some awkward, like dating encounters. I think it'd be really funny if there was like a dance or something and there's like some older people (laughs) (laughs) present. So the awkward linger longers or break the fast. Yeah. People you end up sitting with. 
We should do like an indie version of this where it's just awkward. It's not even funny. It's just awkward. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, movies like that where it doesn't like make you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> that That's why I can't watch shows like The Office or Parks and Rec because I know a lot of people find like that awkwardness to be funny and it, it just makes me like cringe. Oh, yeah. It makes me so uncomfortable. Yes, I, I, just, I can't. I can't yeah, watch those. Yeah, I agree. Those... <laughs> that's so funny. I think also a movie like that could have some cool like ca- like story arcs or character arcs where like somebody maybe has that hard exterior and they're learning to like open up to people or people maybe someone's like a little bit of a loner and they're learning to like make some friends because mm. I think those are things that happen to us a lot you yeah. know mm-hmm. some yeah. pos- really positive changes because of the mid singles ward <laughs> so it wouldn't be all bad yeah <laughs> but there could definitely be some really funny awkward scenes too <laughs> <laughs> yeah any any last minute comments or thoughts before we sign off i'm sure when we finish i'll be like oh we didn't talk about that but we've talked about a lot of good yeah, things that's so. always that's always the case too. Yeah. yeah and i loved hearing more of britney's story too i thought that was cool <laughs> it was a good addition i just laughed that you asked me i'm like i'm like the last person that i would <laughs> see commenting on tv because i just don't remember these things but... <laughs> yeah you mentioned some memory loss i think that's actually pretty common with like with trauma trauma it's very common yeah, that's interesting. We'll have to do another episode on that. Because I think it's common in, with, like, mental health issues, too. Yeah, I, yeah. my stuff is beyond divorce. I uh-huh. went through something when I had my youngest. So oh, okay. it's been um, almost 10 years of dealing with this stuff. Okay, okay. So on your healing journey. <laughs> Maybe at the beginnings. A lifetime. <laughs> yeah, a lifetime journey of growth and healing. I like it. As we all are. Well, yeah, we really appreciate you joining us. Yes, thank you. Again. Yeah, we needed those extra perspectives for sure. <laughs>